Tweet at SFM Radio and at Bridget Masinga. It is uh, off the pitch with uh, myself, Bridget Masinga. Yes, and you can find us on Twitter at SAFM Radio and uh, at Bridget Masinga, spelled B-R-I-D-G-E-T-M-A-S-I-N-G-A. Linda uh, Sibuto joins me now on the line. He is the Africa co-founder and spokesperson for Chiba Cannabis Academy. And they are soon to host a virtual cannabis um, craft Summit, if I may call it that, uh, convening a whole bunch of world leaders in the world of cannabis to talk through a whole variety of topics from the business of cannabis to medicinal cannabis, uh, I guess to, to the beauty industry, to anything and everything that's got to do with cannabis because there are so many ways in this world to use the cannabis plant and yet everybody is fixated on the recreational use of cannabis. How are you doing, Linda? Hi, Bridget. Thanks for that uh, intro. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm feeling good. Not high yet, of course, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I hope you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're floating on high over here. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> you know, I think I was reading up on, on you guys, uh, yourself yes. and your partner, Brenton, and the work that yeah. you, uh, Trenton, and the work that you guys do. And I was quite intrigued by this academy. But before maybe I get to the academy, let, let me just get into how exactly did Linda and Trenton find themselves in the business of cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to try and give you the short version of the story. Sure. So uh, both our kids, uh, we have uh, girls and boys, and he has a girl and a boy, and they both uh, go to the sa- or they used to go to the same school. Mm. And um, a friend of mine asked me to to meet up with Trenton, and I was like, ah, you know, it's fine. Like I can meet up with him. He's like, I think you guys are gonna connect on a really good vibe because you guys seem to be similar souls, kind of thing. And then mm. one thing led to another, and you know, the next thing um, we're we're busy doing this campus. You know, it's there's actually three of us. It's uh, Bianca Kaiser. She's the third person who basically manages our creativity okay. and our and our energies and she keeps us in, in line basically and she does all the numbers and she does all the the things on the back end of the the websites and so on mm-hmm. uh, and also helps with uh, obviously with marketing and so on so was there always mm. an interest um in the world of marijuana from you guys you know because I guess one would want to assume that you were recreational marijuana users and then, or you were botanist or something, and then you right. decided like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I, see where, I see where you're going now. I see, I see where the question's going. Okay, so with, with Trenton on his side, he's been an activist and he used to go around, you know, marching. He yes. also himself got arrested whilst he was in the UK okay. uh, for possession of, of cannabis. And, um, and then what he didn't know was that if you get two strikes on your name, you get a criminal record. So oh. he thought this is, that's nonsense kind of thing. And so he's always been a fighter for the rights. For myself, really, it's more of a, of a sadder story. Uh, uh, both, both my parents both died um, from uh, cancer. Okay. So my, my dad died from prostate cancer in mm-hmm. 2008. And then my mom died from breast cancer in 2016. Oh, wow. So during that journey, I discovered that, you know, there were people using uh, THC oil, which is yes. a, a, um, it's, it's a, a, a cannabinoid, which is one of the uh, components of the cannabis plant. Mm. 
mm. and they use it in to, to basically help people with pain management and then also to reduce the size of tumors in cancers. Yes. So I discovered a guy or found a guy that actually sold the stuff and then I said, okay, I'll let me go and meet up with this guy. But then a week before I was going to meet him, my mother died. Uh-huh. So, so that basically inspired me to, you know, upskill myself and knowing the fact that both my parents died from cancer, mm. I thought that that puts me also in sort of like a dangerous sort of uh, ratio. So then I don't want to leave my family early, yes. my daughter, my son, my wife and all the work that we're doing in the community. So I decided to starting to start upskilling myself and then I happened to just bump into Trenton and, uh, and and Bianca and then we started this uh, an amazing journey that has led us to this beautiful campus that uh, we're going to realize by the 1st of April but 27th of April of February we're going to be opening it for open day wow 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 yeah. wow such incredible stories very different stories um but i guess it's a blessing in in disguise as they often say um, you know, that it's led you guys uh, into this juncture, the three of you, to now yeah. embark on this journey together. Um, yeah. And by the way, speaking of medicinal cannabis, just to throw it out there, if you guys yeah. are interested in that conversation, Michelle is going to be uh, taking on the conversation tomorrow on Jet Set, so you might want to diarize that right here on SAFM if you are interested in the medicinal uh, part of uh, um, cannabis, medicinal marijuana. It might be worth a listen. Um, okay, so now... The campus is getting ready to open and yes. I'm I'm definitely wanting to find out about the campus because in my mind I'm going there's this campus. It's a physical <laughs> campus out in yes. Ferenichen. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> it sounds like it's a structured college yes, with modules yeah. and sports yes. and all kinds yes. of things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's well, teaching people cannabis stuff. That's correct. That's correct. So, so basically, the, the campus is awesome. It's a really awesome uh, campus. Uh, we have to thank the guys at PSL Training at Makufle. They're the guys that basically are landlords for the for the space, uh-huh. and also who have allowed us uh, to you know uh, to, to to use it for teaching people cannabis. So there's a 120 seater auditorium. There's accommodation for 190 students. Mm. There's 21 offices and so on. So it's a proper campus, swimming pool, squash court, and all of that stuff. Okay. But the the main focus of the of the actual course it's a four-month course that Mm. you're going to be doing in that four-month course you're going to learn about growing from seed to plant you're going to learn about permaculture food security so all of that is inculcated in the culture around cannabis Uh because cannabis itself is a community builder it's not a selfish plant Mm. because there's uh, uh, like across the spectrum from old to young rasta non-rasta black white it all falls in within someone's life within that spectrum so, so we have put together an, an, an industry course that gives you an introduction to the to, to the actual industry that, that hasn't sort of realized in South Africa as yet, mm. but in other parts of the world it has and it's coming up. Um, and so we've basically structured a course using our our medicinal side because we've also got a partner who's based in uh, in America, Marijuana 411, and they've a FDA approved. We've got all the check boxes, mm. you know, in terms of um, accreditation. And we'll be introducing that into the curriculum and also growing, the actual growing. So if you can't grow tomato after this course, then you fail. (laughs) So you can't just grow cannabis. You have to also grow something else around food security. And then obviously there's uh, mindfulness that's also important because also it goes back into the culture of cannabis itself. Mm. Because, I mean, 
if you if you ever listen to the old stories or read up on the history of cannabis, there's shamanism, uh, masangoma, like yes. all, all of those things are basically tied into this plant, and it's a very spir- spiritual healing plant in itself. And and what we hope to do and achieve is to very much give people a holistic understanding of this plant and where you can take it to in terms of the industry and your career choices. Uh-huh. And then the fourth the fourth month and final month will be an internship. We have uh, built up some relationship with SAPRA-approved uh, commercial farms mm-hmm. and a few cannabis clubs. And, 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 you know, so therefore people will have an interesting uh, practical experience into the industry once they've left our, our campus. So what I love from what you're saying, Linda, is that in this four months that, uh, you know, you're going to be enrolled at uh, the, the Chiba Cannabis Academy, you yes. literally are going through a spectrum of agricultural courses, yes. business yes. courses, yes. Uh, yes. philosophical courses, social yes. studies. Um, so these, these are modules that have been curated by experts both in the business, academia, um, and in the professional world to make sure that you have a broad 360 understanding. It's not just go grow a plant and then go sell it. Exactly. so we, we are also endorsed by the, the University of Limpopo. Mm. So once, once you complete your, your, your certificate or you, your course, you will receive a certificate of completion and it's endorsed by the Limpopo University because they've partnered up in that. Mm. And then also EduPark, which is another organization that does training, they've slotted in their uh, production, uh, uh, production and management and also um, project management course. Mm. So there's accounting, there's computer and all that. So that's also slotted in there so that at least you're Giving, if you just choose not to go into the cannabis industry, that's okay. Mm. You've equipped yourself with enough knowledge to go into any other industry that you wish for. But it's just nice if you enter the cannabis industry because there's more and more people that need to enter it. Yeah. No. And now I'm thinking in terms of the kinds of people that would apply, the kind of, or the mm. kind of students that you would be looking mm. for, um, yeah. who would be ideal to, to partake in the four-month uh, program at the academy? That's a good question. So, so I would say it's people that are are are, are inquisitive and are, are very much into experimenting, and mm-hmm. also who who want to create, co-create a future, uh, you know, in in this country for for the betterment of everybody else. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I know that sounds a little bit vague, but I I, I think that you you can't just come there wanting, you know, to to just smoke dacha and you know what I mean, like. Yes. It's, it's, it's a little bit more sophisticated and more involved in that. So if you're coming with the mindset of, I want to come here and make a change and I make a difference within my community mm. and within the people, and also I want to realize that a career path for myself, my brothers and sisters, and create some employment, then this is the kind of person that we want there. Girl, female, black, white, Indian, you know, it doesn't really matter yeah. for us as long as you have that go-getter attitude and winning attitude. Because in order to realize a business that we started during COVID and now to open up a physical space whilst mm. during COVID, you have to be a go-getter. You, yeah. know, you, can't, you can't just be in jail, wandering around <laughs> and, and hoping for things to fall from the sky. You actually have to create those things, and that's what we want. Yeah. I mean, you can already hear from Linda that he's he's a focused, determined, uh, a brainsy entrepreneur. And, and you know, I think a lot of the times when people think cannabis and the conversations around, or rather the superficial conversations yeah. around cannabis and opening up this whole cannabis uh, sector for exploitations by South Africans, 
People tend to think from a recreational perspective, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and yes. they forget that you know it's not just about the hippies wanting to get high. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Look, there's nothing wrong in getting high. Like, I mean, some people open up a, a glass of champagne and or a, a glass of brandy before they end the day, and yeah. other people smoke a joint or have an edible or vape or whatever the different forms of delivery of of cannabis because it's also a nice thing to do yeah. you know with, with with your friends and family and it's legal thank you very much <laughs> the South African constitution <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. So this is so interesting, guys. Uh, I mean, I must admit that I've got a friend or two that, uh, you know, that are looking at uh, my friend Nikki yes. van der Waalt is looking yes. at getting into the CBD oil business. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he's really excited about it. And he, 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 as far as I know, he doesn't even, you know, use cannabis recreationally yes. or, uh-huh. but he, he understands the business and the opportunity yes. that yes. comes with it, uh, yes. which I think is, is the, the thing that a lot of South Africans need to click towards that yeah. if you call yeah. yourself a business entrepreneur or yeah. social entrepreneur, yeah. this could just be another angle and another avenue for you to apply your skills in. 100%. I mean, the way that I liken uh, the the current industry that's still coming into play, and I keep on using that because we haven't realized the industry as yet, mm. but I, I see it as when the IT boom happened back in uh in the two, early 2000s when people were getting into IT and learning how to put computers together, people were building websites that make you coffee or whatever. Mm. That, that's the kind of environment that we're in constantly when we're networking with our other counterparts and our peers. And it's just a shame to be, like, just to put it out there that there's not enough black people mm. who, are, who are realizing this as a, a commercial uh, business for themselves. I mean, there's really people in the Mabondo land and Lisigisiki and in other places that have been growing for hundreds of years. Mm. But then there's people who are going into university. They want to go study a BCom and all that, which is fine because you can utilize those skills later within the industry. Mm. But you have to make the first step because now 10 or 20 years from now, once the industry has really taken on, you're going to be asking yourself, why didn't I get involved whilst it was still on the ground? Yeah. Was I too scared or too afraid? Was legislation not right for me? Those, those are the things I like to talk about a lot, especially with my younger people or the, the guys that I, I hang out with, especially mm. the, black, the black youth, they need to realize that this is an industry that's up and coming and it's one that you need to take seriously, do your homework. Yes, it's nice to get high. I always like to say that. But <laughs> end of the day, we, we have an econ- economy that we have to rebuild. We have employment issues here in this country. We've got unemployment with the youth. Yeah. And this plant, I mean, when I talk about cannabis, we also talk about the hemp production. Mm. From, I mean, the kind of vast, land that you need to cultivate hemp you need thousands of thousands of people to work on that land and then also the jobs can be realized from that the biofuels the medicine the clothing the plastics there's 4,000 products you can make from hemp not just the actual medicinal side of the cannabis plant yeah yeah so I mean you're listening to Linda guys if you have a vague interest uh, you might want to explore their offering a little bit more and once the world's open um, you know maybe travel to countries like the Netherlands and see that it's a little bit more more than just what meets the eye. Um, And I I also know, so, okay, I'm going to ask this for my producer, right? Go for it. 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 Don't don't mess up the profile. Don't mess up the schedule. She's such an angel child, and yet she's so intrigued by this whole world. She was like, we have to talk about the cannabis clubs. We have to. Because I I don't know, in her mind, is she imagining like some seedy dark corner clubs where people just get high? (laughs) 
Yes, the cannabis clubs. Yes. So, so, so the realization of the cannabis clubs was basically after uh, 2018 when the constitutional courts deemed it okay for us, uh, or not okay for uh, cannabis to be illegal for adults to use. Mm-hmm. So that was thanks to Prince, um, Gareth Prince, um, and uh, the advocate, mm. the Rasta advocate, and uh, he basically won that case, him and a whole bunch of obviously other people. Um, and now we are allowed as people to grow cannabis plants within our homes and consume them for personal use. Mm. So what happens now if you have no idea of how to grow cannabis, mm-hmm. you don't have enough space at your home or your flat, you need to consume your cannabis because it's your constitutional right, okay? yeah. like voting or driving a car and all those kind of things. So now what's happened is that these cannabis clubs have set up as NPOs, okay. essentially. And so what happens is that you don't go there to purchase cannabis. You're there to, pu- to pick up your cannabis flower that you have asked a grower within ah. the network to grow for you. So, so that's what the setup is. The only challenge right now is that we're not too sure um, in terms of legislation if it's within the gray or is it in the black. We, 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 we're still going to realize that because there's currently a court case um, by uh, the Hayes Club, which mm-hmm. is one that was based in Cape Town, but it was a virtual cannabis club. It actually wasn't a physical space. Okay. So, so, so one of their, uh, or, or their, their facility where they were growing, the, they got busted by the cops, and then now they're like, oh, all these plants. But then the thing is, these plants are owned by individuals, uh-huh. not by this individual. So that's the problem. So the information from, from the higher... So, for example, it's almost as if like the police don't understand what the constitutional ruling was about. Yes. So I can carry a certain amount, amount. of cannabis on me. I can walk around with it in, in public or whatever, not show it, obviously, but like yes. I, if I get caught, they're like, oh, you got cannabis. Yeah, that's right. It's within the legal limits. I can continue. Thank you very much. Yes. So, so, so that hasn't been realized by, by, by the authorities and the, the actual policing force. So I don't know how and what that's going to take to make that move because it's got us all a little bit nervous every time we, we have to walk around. Um, but yeah, so essentially the cannabis clubs themselves act as almost like a platform for people to come and they get grown the, their see. own cannabis for them. They don't, that's, that's their property which gets redistributed to them once the harvesting happens. I see. And, and they're very nah places. Eh? I've been to a, quite a few of them. It's very nice. There's restaurants there, which is the, the, the business part of the, of the NPO. Yes. Because you, you can't make money. You're not allowed to make profit yes. from, from cannabis because it's illegal. Because otherwise it will be commercial. Exactly. And we haven't got licenses as, as yet around that sector yet. But we have commercial growers and whatever, but that's a whole different segment. And okay. it's a very nice uh, area. Like a lot of uh, people that I've met, at the, especially women, mm. say no one comes and hits on me. No one gets drunk and tries to get my number. Mm. I, uh, they go there, they work, they get their laptops out. People do serious things there. Others can chill out, play some chess, read a book and play PlayStation and just commune. It's a community vibe and people connect. And that's the beautiful thing about cannabis because it allows me to drop my ego and then I open myself up to the rest of the world and then all one of us can communicate because everything is slowing down and then now we can meet each other as people in, in, in the same space at the same time. Yeah. And the exchange ideas and things like that. And, and that's the thing. It's a stress reliever. It relaxes you and all that kind of stuff. And that's why the clubs are a necessity. But we're not too sure exactly how... Uh, in terms of the law and uh, of its legality. Yes. So, I, 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 so I know one of the questions was, are they legal? And I'm mm. like, I can't really say it, but we're, 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 we're working see, on it. Yeah. But like the compliance side of it and everything else, that's, that, that's something that's important that needs to be maintained. So whoever wants to start a cannabis club, they need to make sure they're compliant in the sense that they can trace the origins of that seed 
from from where it came from and from who and so on because mm. that's what's going to really count and also the the community needs to start governing themselves so once government realizes hey this is something that's happening oh don't mm. worry about it guys we've got this covered this is what we're doing this is how we do it because at the end of the day they're not going to know exactly how to do this once they decide to you know come online with the legislation yeah sounds mm. interesting i mean even right in there lies an opportunity for you if uh, you don't have vast pieces of lands you can almost start it's almost like a small nyana cannabis stock fell um, exactly. you know I love that. Yes, it's a stock yeah exactly so <laughs> you can start and and mm. see if you can't you know once uh, all the the legislation is in place uh yeah. you ready yourself to to make some money because yeah. you know you've you've already got your tentacles uh in the hook uh, very exactly. very nice very interesting exactly. um sure. so in terms yes. of the the the, the chiba cannabis academy yes. Yes. Tell me about, uh, you guys are going to be taking, or rather you presenting a scholarship to empower yes. youth or peoples from disadvantaged uh, backgrounds. Yes. Uh, tell right. me a little bit about that before we run out of time. What, what sure. qualifies me as a disadvantaged candidate? I'm using Person. disadvantaged yes. in air quotes. Yes. yes, do that. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> so so, so the, the, the actual, um, uh, sorry, the scholarship is, is uh, called the Oh, okay. We're going to take a, a quick one. Oh, there, there we oh. go. There you are, Linda. You're back with me. Sorry about that. Oh, yes. What happened? What happened? Oh, just a slight glitch. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, the cannabis police. Um, <laughs> so, so Julian Stubbs and Myrtle Clark um, are the Dhaka couple that everyone famously knows. Mm. And Julian Stubbs was um, uh, was killed and was murdered uh, last year. And so this is um, sort of like uh, we're paying homage to, to, to the Dhaka couple and what they've done for us. Mm-hmm. And then also to Julian Stubbs and his remembrance of him. So, so now this, this scholarship is basically for people who can't afford to, to do the course, mm-hmm. whether you are white, black, female, male. This, this course is offered, uh, well, the scholarship will be offered to you, mm-hmm. but you need to have a good understanding as to what you're getting into and also shown some initiative in terms of how you've been getting involved in the cannabis space, whether you know about plants or whether you've been growing it, whether you're an activist or so on. And this is something that we will look at when we're looking through people's profiles. Uh-huh. But we're still looking for people to help us with sponsorship. But currently now, we will cover everything except for transport if you okay. need to go and forth to the campus. But food, uh, tuition, everything will be covered. Uh, by us, but um, hopefully some people will come out there, some in, some people in the industry to help us realize this for a broader uh, people. So every for every intake or every cohort that we have, mm-hmm. we will have um, we will have a scholarship available for someone. Beautiful stuff, Linda. I mean, it sounds so riveting. We could talk forever and a day. I'm so oh, intrigued it's time now. To go. It's time to go. It is time to go, uh, but no, we'll definitely yeah. be touching base with you guys uh, as as the year continues to unfold and as this conversation around cannabis uh, continues to evolve. Uh, already, you've got the juices flowing. I'm pretty sure there are there are even moms and dads that have been convinced by you now who are waking up their adult kids and going, "Hey, hey, hey look into the world of cannabis from a business perspective instead of just getting high every single day of your life." You know, you, you could make some money there. So somehow um so uh, you can guys you can go check out chibaafrica.com if uh, you are intrigued by what you heard linda saying uh, earlier on and of course the uh, craft cannabis summit is happening on the 25th and 26th of february that is next week so diarize that and we will keep you abreast with everything else if you want to know about what else is coming up the uh, four month long course of course you can find all that information on the site that's chibaafrica.com com.